0: Welcome to another. The official
1: podcast of The Leaky
0: Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron.
1: Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go! You're wasting time!
2: Welcome to Podcast, your number one audio source for Harry Potter news, theories, discussion, as well as info straight from the makers of the books and films themselves, like me, Matt Lewis. I play Neville Longbottom in the Harry Potter films, and I'm very happy to be here helping introduce your hosts, the Pottercast Trio, Melissa, John, and Sue.
3: Thanks, Matt. You're doing a great job.
4: Hey, Matt, how's it going in there? You got everything? Are you all set? I mean...
2: How's it going? Uh, guys, uh, you're kind of running a little low on tea in the green room. Oh, really, dude? I thought I'd just put some more tea down there uh, yesterday. Did, I did say, you know, I specifically want tea in the green room, and you, you know, you've not done it, and uh, a little upset by that. I mean, maybe get some more tea. Yeah. All right, dude. We'll send we'll an send elf down there to get right on that. No problem. Thanks.
3: All right. Well, while they do that, welcome to podcast 56. Yay.
2: 56.
3: 56. Uh, this podcast, we have for you a fan interview with one of our most prolific podcast fans. She's written probably every filk you've heard on the show. Well, that's a lie. But yeah. she writes <laughs> more more <laughs> song parodies parodies than you can possibly imagine. And with our upcoming Broadway Filk cast, which is mm. next week. Yay! Mm. Dead, deadline this Friday. You better get your stuff it in. It is the 22nd.
2: The 20 I don't seconds. think you've said that yet, actually, we did but last it is week. the 22nd. It oh, you did? Yeah.
3: It's the 22nd, so get them in. And. Yes. So, so with this coming it was the perfect time to interview Christina mm-hmm. we, also
2: known as Hermie G also
3: known as Hermie G our canon conundrums answers a very important or tries uh, desperately yeah. to answer a very important question that Joe set up this week about why Dumbledore had the invisibility the invisibility cloak mm. um, and we also I want to bring this up right here in the beginning because I wanted to we have a very excited exciting new thing happening on podcast mm-hmm. oh, cool yeah First of all, did you know that we have a MySpace? Oh!
2: I did know that. I we heard do. that through <laughs> the gravestone.
3: Myspace.com slash podcast.
2: What's MySpace? About <laughs>
3: the <be> accent. MySpace. <laughs> I've never been there. You no. should go there. It's interesting. It is. It, it is. is. The world taking over phenomenon. We do. Go friend us. But before you do, and take, you know, while you're in there, there's some other stuff you can do to your MySpace relating to progress as well. We're opening. See, we guys, we've never really done a real, like, promo. We've never tried to get advertising out there among the Potter fans. We've sort of just existed on Linky and never quite yeah. true. quite done this. So here we go. We got a podcast promo because we want to spread the word and we need your help. Yes. We, we have opened a challenge where you post an image or our podcast flash player that you'll find the code on podcast.com. There'll be a link right on the main page. You post one of our images, you post our Flash Player, and then you blog about Pottercast, you say what you like about the show, etc., and we will find you. Think of it like putting a bumper sticker on your car or wearing a t-shirt around. Mm-hmm. And if one of our elves or one of us does the search on Google, for, on blogs, does the... Um, Technorati. Technorati mm-hmm. Or is just in our, in, in our web travails, or if you friend Pottercast at MySpace, then yes. we might... Like what you did, like what you said, like the way you placed the banner, like the way you pa- placed the flash player, and give mm-hmm. you some stuff for free. Woo-hoo-hoo. So it's not
2: it's not random. It's just you know, we, it's, it, there's an element of judging involved too. Right? There is. There is. We have
3: we have to like the, your 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 genuine thoughts, your enthusiasm, the way you've placed the image, um, how how prominently you've placed it is very important. Yeah. You help us spread the word. We will give you free stuff
2: they pretty much if, you, if they have like a you know eight hundred by six hundred image on their blog and then they write real small their blog at the bottom. <laughs> but the image was all pottercast, They probably would earn like like I don't know uh, stickers.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we're gonna, we're going to get you some bona official Harry Potter merchandise. There
2: you oh, go. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. From
3: thecauldronshop.com. Really what do they have to do to shop? get
2: a life size Dobby? <laughs>
3: There would be some extreme sucking up to get a life-size Dobby. I'm sorry <laughs> Big to time.
1: tell you.
2: I want to do-it. I want a life-size Dobby. I mean, I want a
3: Broadway musical written and produced in our name. Oh, yes.
2: God. Oh, no. For life-size F- it out.
3: Dobby. The <laughs> animation. Yeah. No, but, but I'm, I'm really excited because we're we, we always on the blog searches. So we want to know what you're saying. And so yeah. now, put it out there. Say it. You have to include some of these links exactly as is. And spread the word. Help the other Potter fans find out what they may be missing. Oh. And get free stuff for yourself. I can't.
2: Everybody likes the free Absolutely. stuff.
3: Absolutely. Everybody does like the free stuff. Speaking of promotion, we hope that you've gone to Podcast Alley this month and voted for us. Or you can just go to Pottercast.com and vote for us.
2: The cam.
3: The cam. <laughs> but if you're looking for more things to click on and more things to get and more things to do, I think we have a very special sponsor who can help you out with that. Yes, we do. Oh? It would be our friends at Borders. Today's
4: Pottercast is brought to you by Borders, your home for all sorts of spellbinding books, enchanting music, and magical movies. Pottercast listeners can enjoy 30% off any item at Borders by clicking the Borders coupon link at Pottercast.com. Visit Bordersstores.com to locate the Borders nearest you. Oh boy. What book are you going to get with that, Sue? Mm. Well, there's no Jason Isaacs book, so... I don't know.
5: Uh,
2: There's there's a picture book. I saw it. Is there? (laughs) It's actually a a calendar of... I, you're, you're gonna melt too,
3: stop, you're gonna melt too. I,
2: I heard the I <laughs> heard the ones for July and August were pretty good though still. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well,
3: okay. Go to Pottercast.com so you can get involved in the blog challenge before it gets so crowded where that you can't win. We are going to be trawling immediately looking for your links. We will announce who the winners are every week in the show. We might announce ten in one show, we might announce one in one show, we might announce none. In another show It just depends How yeah. many are worthy Of a prize And we'll say your name And your, your, your link In the show And then you should Get in contact with us For your prize Very cool So now Do you think it's Time for the news? Oh What's that?
1: News? Time for the news Yeah we're still oh. in the intro yeah. Anything
2: else On the show? <laughs> Canon Conundrums?
3: Canon Conundrums Is going to be on The invisibility cloak in- Oh yeah. that's right It's a good one we'll explain I'm sorry
2: we I'm a little jet lagged
3: Yeah
2: This is Coast to Coast Podcast today
3: wow. <laughs> All right, well, Sue, why don't you let us know what's happening before we talk about it?
4: Yes, we do have some news, guys. Interesting news indeed, starting with some from our favorite author, J.K. Rowling. Joe's updated her website now with a status report on book seven, where she let us know again that she is still working hard on the last book of the Harry Potter series and is still deciding between two titles for the book. Joe says that she even brought the manuscript with her while she was in New York last month for the charity readings, and she had a bit of an interesting return flight home to Scotland due to new airline security measures. Joe wrote, quote, I refuse to be parted with the manuscript of Book 7. A large part of it is handwritten, and there was no copy of anything I had done while in the U.S. They let me take it on, thankfully, bound in elastic bands. I don't know what I would have done if they hadn't. Sailed home, probably. End quote. Whew. Joe! <laughs> In a related note, U.K. publishers Bloomsbury have announced that they will issue a special edition of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone that will feature a brand new question-and-answer session with Joe. The special edition paperback, featuring a new intro by author Alexander McCall Smith as well, will be released in December. The box set of Harry's school books, the two books that Joe wrote to benefit charity, now sport a new piece of artwork from illustrator Mary Graham Prey. This artwork shows a new scene from a Quidditch match, and you can see a photo of this artwork in our galleries. One bit of film-related news now comes from Warner Brothers, as they said again that they will be marketing tie-in products for Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, aimed at more of the tween and teen crowd. They said they will also use new venues to promote the film and the products, and that will include some of the music retailers. Some of the things that we can expect to see in stores starting next June will include magical creature and role-play action figures, playsets, and even remote-controlled vehicles. Hmm. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix is doing theaters here in the U.S. on July 13th of 2007. And that's it for this week.
2: Good news, Sue. That's what I gotta say.
4: Well, Miss Jo, let me tell you, that girl, she really did it to us again. More on the book seven. Oh, Joe.
2: I'm happy that she actually was writing in the United States. I think that's cool.
4: Yeah, that's true. To
2: to our knowledge, has she ever wrote any of the Harry Potter books in any part in the United States? Mm. Well, we don't know.
3: Um, Maybe parts of book five, because she was here for press on book four.
2: Mm. Who who could totally see her in this huge boat going from the U.S. back to back out that so would be so cool they would
3: airlift her she'd make be
2: like a, call. a cruise
3: they would come out with a chopper airlift
2: she could commandeer her. a cruise line
3: you know what's
4: so funny you
2: know she could you
4: know but they have you the press of course the mainstream press catches up to this a few days after joe posts and, and you yeah. know the headlines are like joe causes all you know international incident at the airports with you know book <laughs> seven <laughs> it's
1: so you funny
4: know, it's, it is hilarious it's just shameful. You know those journalists. Yeah. But I mean, it's just, but, oh, but then the big thing was, of course, so it directly leads to our canon conundrums, was the thing about that question that was she said was never asked. But Melissa, don't you have something more about that?
3: You know, you know, I mean, every day I wake up in the morning and I kick myself in the head. Let mm-hmm. me tell you. Every day. Since I don't
2: blame news, you. I, I can... would do that if I were <laughs> you. Oh,
3: my God. It was on my list. <laughs> no, It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay fully deserved it It was on my it was on the list that we pulled from the lounge it was on the list i was supposed to ask her this question and we just never got there because i didn't think it was so overarchingly important i didn't think it was so massively important maybe crucial i'm i'm telling you i'm just i i cry into my breakfast guys every morning i
2: oh my god that's Ah. too bad you should probably get over that though it's been a while hasn't it i'm sad that's okay Okay. I'm better. We're better off not knowing. I don't want to know all these little darn things. Well, she
3: wasn't going to say it, but it at least book. she would have given a hint, or we would have been able to glean something, or you know, yeah. yeah. Anyway,
4: well, she and she said again too, though, that she's still deciding between those two book titles. What are those titles, Joe? Come on. Do you think she'll tell us what the other one was after she gives us? I think so. You
3: think? Absolutely. Well, no, not until after the book comes out, because that'd be revealing a pretty significant plot point. You think? Oh, yeah, that's true. You know? So maybe after point. Book 7 comes out.
2: Yeah. Ooh, that's a good point. Harry Potter and the Goblin Rebellion.
3: No, and the Green Flame Torch. Don't you know anything?
2: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Green Flame Torch.
1: Yeah.
4: Oh, wow. Well, and you know, and earlier, too, that she did say that she had not written 750 pages, and she's still, and she said again, then its latest update, too, that she's still writing Book 7, but...
2: Oh, Joe! I don't know. just... Oh, Josie! What? Do well, you she's not. About?
3: She's not close to finishing. She said no. Which, which is uh. pretty damp. It's dampening a seven oh seven release, or July oh seven. Whether seven seven oh seven. I mean, I'm you'd sure think that be she'd know. In the
2: summer. I guarantee it's out in the summer.
3: The summer? Yeah. I don't know.
2: Uh, about end of guarantee. The summer? Maybe early fall.
4: I don't know. I still like that's my. What, that's what I heard. I still like my, my September 1st date, but I don't know. Summer makes I sense. On, um, I just can't see them doing it when all the kids are in school. Well, that's the, but it's I, a bank holiday in the UK, and and we still have our holiday here. Yeah, I guess so. Well,
2: no, see, I I got uh, a friend request email on MySpace from Mackenzie the other day. <laughs> did and, you? And <laughs> uh, I went to her blog, and she <laughs> said how mom was saying about her book would be done next summer so she could have this big party.
4: Uh-huh. Big two-year-olds so. doing MySpace, are they?
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah okay well everybody's starting early i see is that the two-year-old what's the year? no jessica jessica's the older one but that's yeah. that's who i meant to say
3: yeah Mackenzie.
2: Mackenzie's <laughs> brilliant she's joe's got her are you kidding me oh, she can manipulate the myspace already oh you awesome.
3: you're too
4: funny john she
2: has like a bunch of smushed green beans on her myspace profile page
3: string
4: carrots there you go huh
3: yeah very exactly. lovely.
4: Very, very, you know, Jackson All right, Polak. what else is happening? What else is happening? No, there's one more thing that we get learned a bit more about, because you know the movie is starting to, to gear up, and, well, hopefully, and they're talking about the marketing for the products, and they're going to, you know, they're going to start targeting this stuff towards teens, they said. And one of the groups said what it now. teens down. like Harry Potter? Oh, I don't know. Just, that's the rumor. Mm. <laughs> And, and, and they, But this is the best part. And so the, this one group, it's called the Cards Inc. Group, which is going to handle the European distribution of the, of the products, on their website has updated what, on the things they're going to be making. And they said that they're going to include magical creatures collection, action figures, and remote-controlled
3: vehicles. <laughs> I,
2: just... I hope they have Transformers. <laughs>
3: wow. Remember
1: Transformers?
2: For the I have, like, a Lupin transformer? For a Lupin, so yeah. Lupin. Lupin and a serious... <laughs> Awesome.
4: Well, I mean, but what, I mean, what are you going to do? Do you have your own? Like, I, I told Melissa, I'm like, I want my own blasted and screw it. I mean, can you screw it? Can you imagine? Like, yeah. if, I mean, what do you do just like I want a scooter.
2: What if you had like a Hagrid transformer to a blast ended screw? <laughs> <laughs> that <would be> awesome. <laughs>
1: That's terrible. Or
2: like the Hogwarts castle turning into like a thruster. I oh, like sweet. I like
3: Rita into the into the skeeter. Yeah. <laughs> Rita yeah. Into, into, the little
2: bug. Yeah. into the bug. Yeah. That'd be hard.
3: <laughs> into the ladybug. That'd be really hard.
2: Or it could be like a a, a really really small Rita turning into. Ladybug. A that, that would make sense. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but what what other remote controlled cars like the Ford Anglia?
4: Yeah, or the That's flight. That's the the, car Hogwarts. the darn thing. No, the, the Bobatons carriage, you know, you could mm-hmm. have, you know, Mexie, no, I agreed, I come with some whiskey or something, I don't know, just kind of flying <laughs> along, you know, could be talking and flying, I don't know, <laughs> I don't
3: know. And the Hogwarts carriages, and, Yeah. you know, there's some stuff, but really, cars? I don't know, there's none. Of all the things to focus on in the Harry Potter world? I know, I just thought.
2: Oh, well. <laughs> you
3: know, out of all the things well, they're that.
2: they're a little misguided.
3: I guess, just a bit, I don't
2: know. By Amazing. by the seventh film they're gonna have like awesome stuff out there. Yeah. yeah. They will. Yeah. I want like like a car, like a full size car that's like Harry Potter themed.
4: Well I remember I remember I I don't know if it was last year or maybe the year before, someone had painted a car that had all kinds of different things, like paint I don't know, we had pictures of it was a long time ago. They had paintings of like from the movies. But I guess you could like custom spray paint your own car if you want. You little
2: knowy-movie. Oh, the, the Pimp My Ride.
4: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, what
3: do
2: you think okay. they would say to you at Pimp My Ride if you wanted a Harry Potter-looking car? They'd <laughs> be like...
3: They'd say, why don't we check with some lawyers about whether we can do this. That is
2: uncool. <laughs> the lawyers. The lawyers don't care about Pimp My Ride. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Let's ask them. <laughs> okay. What is your Before opinion we... of pimping your ride to Harry Potter?
3: Okay, so... We have the fan interview. Yep. Now we have canon kind of conundrums. conundrums yep. and then there's no, I'm sorry, no extendable ears this week goodbye. because yeah, we have no time while getting ready for California. So next week, the Broadway Fullcast, We'll see you. We'll see you at the end. Yep. Yay.
0: In the fan corner, a one-on-one interview with a new lucky fan each week.
6: Not me, not Hermione, you. Hello, this is Kimberly Blair, and I am here today with Christina, who you might better know as Hermie G13 throughout the lounge. You may have heard her previously in filks such as She Will Be Loved by the song of the same name by Maroon 5, Miney Loves You, song She Loves You by the Beatles, or it's going to be Ginny. Ginny, otherwise known as It's Going to Be Me by, I believe, the Backstreet Boys. No. Uh, yes. it was insane. It was in- Oh, I keep getting my boy bands mixed up. Oh. I should be put to shame. Anyway, so those are some of the great filks you brought us, and I was hoping today to talk to you about the process of making filks, the inspiration behind that, seeing as we have a great filk contest
0: coming up. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, thank you, and thank you for the compliments. Um, I know that... It was a good day at school, so it's a good day to start off. Yay! Now,
6: um, I am one of the people that don't know much about filks. You know, I hear I love listening to them, but my experience, I am doing my first one for the upcoming Broadway filk competition, yay! the contest or submission or whatever, but I had to have a lot of help from different people. So I was hoping today um, you could just start off by talking about how it is you got into the Harry Potter forum, and then we go perhaps more specifically how it is, some tips that you have when you record. Okay, that's fine with me. Okay. Now, how is it that you came into the fandom?
0: Okay, um, before I was just a regular Harry Potter fan. Well, no. According to the Scribulous essay, I wasn't a fan. I had basically just seen the movies and casually read the books. And I'd always loved reading. And so it was actually in the summer before high school for me, which was when Order of the Phoenix came out. And um, there was a span between the second and third movie which was extremely long and I just kept watching it over and over and over again. And then I had a really strange dream where I was gonna be taking drama, my freshman year. And so um in my dream there was Emma Watson in my class and um this must have been like some good omen like that'd get me in my obsessive state. And I go up to her, Why are you taking an acting class? She goes, So I can get better for the, the role or whatever and just, I woke up wondering what is going on with me. And then I just picked up the book that I'd bought at Kmart several weeks after the book came out. And then that's, I discovered HPNA and MuggleNet. And then it took some time to find Leaky, but I did. I made it. And um, all that that's matters. basically so how I got here. Exactly. Anything. It's good to hear. Now,
6: yeah, I was also one of those people who found the uh, movies first. I saw the first movie and then I started reading the books. So. There's, but that is a great essay you mentioned by Weird Sis and Scribbleish. Should go, should go check it out
0: if you haven't read it yet. Yes, everyone should. It's very everyone can relate to it. So
6: now, a lot of people out there might not know what filks are. Can you give a little background of what they
0: are? Um, I'm particularly new when you think about it, but filks are basically music parodies or they're songs that you change the lyrics to of an already existing song. And um, I didn't know about them until Pottercast had mentioned it, I actually, when I had watched Chamber of Secrets movie, I actually made a filk to I Will Survive from Hermione's point of view without knowing what it was. And I oh, never wow. finished it, mm-hmm. which is a shame, but um, not until Pottercast, when they announced it, I was like, hey, this sounds like fun because when I was younger, I would write songs and I had an acoustic guitar, but I still don't know how to play it. And um. So basically, I went from there without knowing what Audacity was or any other recording programs and with a little microphone that I had gotten with my computer and very poor quality. That's probably why they weren't played. Um, and then, of course, um, Guru was making his presence felt and everyone else who did an amazing job with the first few. Now, when you say Guru, you mean
6: the infamous
0: Guru the of Sloth? The Guru of Sloth, exactly. Ah,
6: yes. So and your first um, filk was played around Christmas time.
0: Yes, it was for the special one, the Xmas one, and it was to Santa baby. And it still was with a regular sound recorder on uh, the computer. And then it was also just a little cheap, microphone, but it, it was a start. And then I realized that who better to ask for advice on how I can make it sound a little bit better than the of So I sent him a PM and I got, some great advice from him and uh, I got to know him and his baseball Yankee obsession and then my Marlin boo, obsession he's boo. Sorry. Anyway, continue. Yeah, your Red Sox and it really paid off because then we had the Valentine's Day Phil um, cast where I actually got to send in better quality Phils and my lyrics and songs got to be played. Wow, that's good. So
6: now, are you the only one that do this? Do you have friends who also do this? Or is it just mainly your friends
0: who are at the forum that participate um, in this? It's it's ma it's just me. Um I'm all alone. I actually drag my friends that, you know, I get to see every day to Midnight, Harry Potter, the book or the movie and they're very supportive of me doing this. They um they find it rather humorous, but they find it very interesting that, you know, something I'm so passionate about that. I find a way to get, you know, into this fandom and find my way. You know, some write fan fictions and um, there's a podcast and so yeah. forth. And so I have the filks. That's
6: good to hear. Now, when it comes to writing a filk, how is it that you get the idea? Do you pick the song first? Does the song kind of come to you? Do you kind of start with different lyrics and try to work it into
0: a song? For some reason, it just sort of comes to you and fits. There was one song I was studying Longing hard for some test for the next day. And I was literally on the way to getting to sleep. And all of a sudden, a full-out idea for a filk to Fallout Boys dance dance just came to me. And what I usually do, I'll hear like a song that I'm listening to, that, um, or any genre of music, and just something comes to my mind like that would be extremely catchy to make a filk of. Or if some certain thing from the books just state in my head or a quote from a movie. And from there, I look at iTunes and usually I'm comfortable with the song that I know it enough. That I don't have to look up the lyrics, but if I do, I do that. And it sometimes make it, makes it take longer, but everything comes together. And, you know, after you finish, you feel so accomplished. It's a great feeling.
6: Now you have mentioned, you know, you started off with just the simple voice recorder and the simple headphone. Um, and you also mentioned that, you know, you talked to guru Jason and he gave you some different tips and ideas. What are some things that you do now and would suggest to people recording their first filks for the upcoming shows? What were some tips that you suggest to them to, you know, bring the level of their filks up?
0: Well, first of all, I would recommend getting an audacity or whichever other recording device you would prefer. And, um, make sure you have a headset that would work best. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, my original microphone wasn't a headset and it kind of messed everything up. And then once you, you know, you get to work in how you do record and stop and so forth, um, practicing how to actually record your voice for the background. If you can find an MP3, which is sounds very realistic. It helps make the sound and the recording sound even more like the original song. Mm-hmm. If not, there's MIDI's that they can find online. Um, then there's also like you look at specifics that you learn something new every day. I right? There's amplify and there's like fade out or fade in. So certain songs when they repeat the course over and over again at the end, but it slowly fades out. You can do that with your recording oh, and it makes cool. it sound even more like it. Exactly. And then for the Broadway filks, I would say since there are several duets or there's quartets, mm-hmm. um, what you do I'm sure those who are doing it probably have a better idea or they know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, you have the background music and you sing your part. Now, if the other person that you're singing it with, they're going to put it together. You just send them with your recording. So it's going to sound really weird because there's no music in the background Mm -hmm. and there's, um, you know, you probably sound like, well, I'm off key or whatever, but they go, you gave them the track They sing their part without putting yours in. They don't have to, Mm -hmm. so they don't get it messed up in their head with the notes or whatever. And they put it together, and everything sounds like you were actually in the same room recording it at the same time, which is amazing. And it sounds like you have no clue that the people can be 3,000 miles away or they can be 5 miles away.
6: Now, um, there are different groups that, even if you ever check the Pottercast forum, there are different groups which kind of have filks we have um, melissa and the anelli's um Yay. mr blood and super bloods and Yay. other groups um do you participate in
0: these groups in any way um yes actually with melissa and the Annellis. it was very strange um i believe spirit 007 had started he came up with the idea i don't know if it was as a joke or what and he actually sent me a p.m saying if i would be one of the lead singers and i was like sure you know um it's another way of spending time from the valentine's day filk to now, you know, not any felt what to do. And, um, he unfortunately had to back down for the managerial duties, but most the Nellies is going strong. So we had our one song podcast cash trio, which, um, I think it turned out very well, a lot better than I expected. And I think we're in the process. We're going to do another one, which is actually a song I wrote to, um, all American rejects is, um, dirty little secret. And it's, mm-hmm. Called Pottercast every day. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, and Mada they got to meet most of John and Sue and everyone in New York, most of the members, which was fun. And they have the podcast to keep us informed. We have daily, not daily, sorry, monthly activities and house heroes and stuff where you could get points for your houses. So that's cool. You know, you stay involved, and you know, you get to know everybody better.
1: Yeah.
6: So, is there anything else about filking or anything else you want to add? To our lovely listeners out there for any
0: extra tips or anything? Um, I would say that filking it makes you feel good, even if you it relieves relieves stress. Um when I first got and started doing extremely large amounts of filks, I had um school for let's say seven hours from seven twenty-five to two thirty. And after that, from like two forty-five to six thirty, I had softball practice. And then we got home, I did some homework and then I wrote a film because it just relieves the stress and you get to, you know, take your mind off of all the schoolwork and the other things going on and just think about something you love, Harry Potter and music, if you love it and bring them together and find a creative way of writing. I enjoy writing a lot. So this is a great way to and even involved. if
6: Even if you aren't a great singer, there are, as you're saying, there are different ways to play with the files so you can make yourself, that, yourself or great. Or you can even write lyrics for That's someone true, and they yeah. can sing it for you. Yeah. Great collaborations out there. Exactly. Now, are you ready for the live or die section of our fan interview?
0: Okay, I'm excited.
6: Okay, let's start off with,
0: start with Mr. Weasley. I am a big supporter of all of the Weasleys living. Um, I can see since he's extremely involved with the ministry and with the order where he can be killed, but I... The Weasley's they gotta they have to live. Um he's somewhat, you know, of a father figure to Harry. And mm-hmm. he's you know, he's lost so many people already. I don't see how making more even more father figures of his or people that extremely close to him, how that'd make it more of a struggle. I mean, he's gone through enough, yeah. as she's mentioned before. So. so that means Jenny Weasley's gonna live, yes, yes? Yeah. Um she better like if think about it. if she dies I where's he going to have you know any motivation to you know battle Lord Voldemort um you know so speaking of Lord Voldemort live die okay he's going to die mm-hmm. first of all she my idea is she's been you know the whole series about his power of love and i'm assuming good triumph over evil mm-hmm. and you know the message if evil triumphed over good. I don't see how, you know, that would be necessarily a good message, but Mm -hmm. I don't know where, you know, that works out. And just, he's too full of himself and like a psychopath and everything that he's too ignorant and he'd find some foolish way he could be killed by Harry. And, you know, that's the end of him because he's so ignorant and Mm -hmm. he, Believes he's so invincible because of these Horcruxes, or because of the unicorn blood he drank. So, what do you think about Bellatrix? She better die. She better die. Um, I don't see Neville doing it, but mm-hmm. it's justice would be served if she got what she deserved. And
6: um, how about Dobby? Do you think he has any more role to play?
0: Live, die. I. Would assume he'd have a role to play if, if some of the things with Hepzibah Smith, and I'm not sure if it was Winky or Dobie. And I'll see why he would die. Um, mm-hmm. and he's been helped to Harry, and just like Hagrid, with you know, all the spells that he bounces off because of his giant's blood, Dobie being a house elf, I'm sure he has special, you know, protection as well. I mean, okay, our last one, Harry. I'm not a fan of him dying as well. So he's going to live and he's going to have a happily ever after with Jenny and Hermione and Ron are going to live. If not, I will be extremely upset and I will write something to Joe and be like, no, you made <laughs> us spend all this time reading these books. It's like, no, we, he's, he's not a tragic hero. He's not, he's not gonna, cause I'm reading Shakespeare. He's not a tragic hero. He's, mm-hmm. He's going to live, and he's going to finally have the family he always wanted, and Aww. he's going to be happy. And I hope so. And we'll all cry in happiness I'm and rejoice. I'm crying right now
6: just thinking about it.
0: Oh. Anyway,
6: well, thank you very much for joining us. I can't wait to hear your next filks coming out.
0: Yes, they'll listen out for them. Oh, we will. Thank you very much. Well, thank you okay. for having Okay, bye. Bye. Today's
4: Pottercast is brought to you by Borders, your home for all sorts of spellbinding books, enchanting music, and magical movies. Pottercast listeners can enjoy 30% off any item at Borders by clicking on the Borders coupon link on pottercast.com. Visit borderstores.com to locate the Borders nearest you. And now it's time for Canon Conundrums, featuring special guest Steve VanderArk from the Harry Potter lexicon.
2: Listen in as our panel tries to figure out one specific issue from the Harry Potter canon.
1: Who could possibly figure that out?
2: It's time for Canon Conundrums.
3: Canon Conundrums, I've missed that, John.
2: I, You know, I've not been here in a while, have I?
5: No.
3: How
2: long?
5: It's just been it one like, week, but, uh, but it was your birthday, so we we're, we're forgiving uh, you for it. Uh,
2: Oh, it was my birthday. I get time off for birthday and other good behavior.
5: If you're good. <laughs> if I'm good. All right. <laughs> and so we're uh, here I... to talk about why did Dumbledore have James's invisibility cloak at the time of James's death, given that Dumbledore could make himself invisible without a cloak? Hey, Steve. Yo. Hey, Steve. Yeah.
3: That's not. That doesn't sound like the way you usually phrase questions. No, it's
5: because I actually wrote it down this time. Because otherwise, I just sort of blather a lot. So. Oh, so,
3: so really? Actually, this so really is this is not. That?
5: No, 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 no. This is from yeah. <laughs> whoa, leading questions. No, this is from Joe's site. Joe put this on her uh, her new N A Q in the extra stuff on her <laughs> site, the oh. never asked questions. Which I don't think is quite fair, because if you've been on the forums, we ask those questions a lot. We just don't ask her. this question was in the six inch stack when's the last time she came up to any one of us and said well hey you got any questions for me she this
3: question was in the six inch stack of things that we never got to so basically the failure
5: is on your part then melissa
3: it is i didn't know this was should have been at the top of the stack come
5: on joe give us drop us
3: a clue would you please
5: questions melissa failed to ask Yes, okay, that's then. what
3: that
5: means. Uh, Melissa sucks. Fail. She, if I
3: had known, man, you know you know how frustrating that is that it was in there and well, I can't ask her the question. It's
4: even oh, more frustrating, is... too, because she said it's oh. a significant, even crucial answer. Right. Uh, okay. so right.
3: Just drive the stake in right. and twist
4: it. Why don't you? Why
5: don't you <laughs> just... All right, okay. But no, no, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about well, this because we've got... This is, this this is got, why we're here. We've got a couple of things strike me immediately. The idea that James entrusted it to Dumbledore before his death. I don't get the impression that it was like 10 minutes before his death. I mean, I could be wrong, but my impression is that for some reason, he gave it to Dumbledore before that final incident. And then, you know, why in the world would he need to do that? And the weird thing is I never thought about it as anything except here, hang on to this for my son. Which... It doesn't really work, I don't think. You know, I mean, I can't imagine no, James because, is sitting around thinking, I don't need this thing, but my son might need it someday. But I probably won't so what, be there.
3: So what this says is that not only did Dumbledore like, need it for something, but James knew that Dumbledore needed
5: right, it for something. Right, right.
3: Because he didn't need it because he was under Fidelius. What do you need an invisibility cloak for? Right, and Dumbledore right, didn't need it know?
5: for himself because he can become invisible. So right. what did he need it for? Mm. Well, I mean, tell us, Steve. Because <laughs> oh, I've got it all worked out. <laughs>
3: well,
4: but but why did, why are we presuming that Dumbledore needed it, uh, wanted it,
5: or well, he James
4: he wanted, wanted to, intro- to have it? Yeah.
5: Why would James give it to Dumbledore if he didn't think Dumbledore would need it?
2: Answer me this: In order of the, of the Phoenix, was there not a passing around of an in, invisibility cloak? Yes, right. To go on missions. Various mm-hmm. members of
5: the of the Order were using the invisibility cloak. I think it was Moody's.
2: Exactly, mm-hmm. so with Dumbledore being the head of the Order, doesn't it make sense that, hey, I have this this um, thing here that may be of use to the Order. I'm not going to need it. Dumbledore, do you want to be in charge of it? Dumbledore, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I'll be in charge of it.
3: Well, well he, Dumbledore, also says, Dumbledore also says to Harry, um, your father happened to leave this in my... He's when, he, when they meet and talk about it. Your father happened to leave this to me. Happened? Unless he was just being sort of airy and Dumbledore-y. Mm-hmm.
5: yeah, yeah, that's that's kind it's, of my sense of that. But
1: well,
2: I don't understand. Is what could possibly be crucial about this?
5: Right. Well.
3: Oh my God! There's so much.
5: Starting with, well, did he have you know? Did did was Harry wrapped in this thing when he escaped Privet Drive? You know.
3: Well, then who? No, no. because Dumb- first of all, Voldemort wouldn't have. How seen would they find
1: him?
5: him.
3: Wait, Unless, I mean he could see through him. Right. V- Voldemort can see through those
4: things, right? Well,
5: we I don't, don't know that. No. Well, Voldemort's I don't snake so. can. Yeah. I mean he could in, in when the attack on Mr. Weasley when Voldemort was inhabiting the snake, then he could see him, but that could be a snake's yeah. uh, ability, not necessarily, could, you know, Voldemort's. It could
3: be a it could be more of a spatial sense. That there's something nearby and it's yeah, smell like and it's Mrs. Mrs. more primal, can do it, sort of too, right? Mm. Yeah. You know, but yeah, you can actually Mrs.
5: Norris can see through the invisibility cloak.
2: Well, I, mean, I don't. Th- okay. I don't think it's Dumbledore that can see through it. I think it's Dumbledore's half moon spectacles that can see through the things. But that's here and over there. I don't think anybody can see through invisibility cloaks on their own.
3: Here's a quote that that that, well, that wonders me. Your father left this in my possession before he died. It is time it was returned to you. When was it ever Harry's?
2: Which well, well, just it's, being a, a Potter possession? I, I don't, I don't guess. know.
3: Wording is very important to Rowling. rolling. Well. Given uh, to so you, passed down them. to you, handed to you, bequeathed to you. Mm-hmm. Why returned to you?
5: I think he's. Well, is, I think he's just talking in the sense of it belongs to your family. It is your family yeah. heirloom and heirloom. I've had it, but it's, I need to return it to your family. I think that's what well, that is.
4: Possibly. You know what? Quick. But there's a theory out there, though, that that cloak actually may not have always been a Potter possession, that it could have That's been. That's
2: I'm saying. Cedric Gryffindor's.
4: Could be. Or what if it was Voldemort's?
2: Ooh.
3: Gosh. <laughs> That's my just... head is just spinning. Oh, no, I mean... I'm not laughing at it. I'm just the, the possibility. Oh,
5: my goodness. Okay,
3: here's, here's another thing. He's
5: trying to escape if... all that paperwork.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what um mm-hmm. what you would need this cloak for mm-hmm. would be ostensibly to hide something right but i think dumbledore of all people is skilled at hiding things without the use of invisibility cloak so i think well. it's hiding a person
1: mm-hmm.
3: so who Okay, that makes sense i mean is it's you know i
5: mean if fred and george can make a uh, your head invisible with a hat i'm sure dumbledore can right. manage something like that but yeah right that, and plenty
3: know. of other skilled wizards and aurors you right. know
5: so, having something which which can make a person invisible, I think that's a really good point
3: you know mm-hmm. so I think it's got to be used for a person okay. so so used.
4: let's say so let's say that james so this this is going to take me into that terrible twenty four hours but I don't want to go there, or maybe maybe the forty eight hours before it but let's say that James and Lily knew that an attack was happening, that something had gone wrong with with the the charm, and they were had gone into hiding, and yet. Say that's the time period that they gave this, they wanted to get rid of this cloak. Why would they, A, want to get rid of it? Because if you were hiding, wouldn't you want to keep the cloak? Wouldn't that be a useful thing if you're trying to hide?
5: I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, even if you are in the Fidelius Charm, you'd think, you know, I'm just going to keep every option.
4: Right. So if, if if they decided they really were in a position they didn't need it, who would they give that to? If someone needed it more than more than Dumbledore, who could make himself invisible, who would need it? Would it be just just the members of the Order, or would it be somebody who's in trouble, like
5: yeah, Peter? Well, was it or, mm-hmm. well
3: was it that Dumbledore had it and gave it to somebody else to use, such as Snape? Well, well that's I've, another I've, theory.
5: I read that excellent theory. I thought that was a very very good theory. I, the mm. one Little... the one of Snape under the cloak watching it happen.
3: Watching on October
5: thirty
4: first. Oh man! So, uh, what do you guys think about the theory, though? Back up that one wild theory that that the cloak might have belonged to Voldemort and that it's possibly a Horcrux. That's why he wanted Harry to have it this whole time. It'd be a way of not that.
3: Do Voldemort... you think that Voldemort? Do you Almost. think that? Ha- Dumbledore would give an 11-year-old something so valuable as a horcrux when he's 11. No. To just hang no. on. To. No. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no. No, I don't think so. I know I know some 11-year-olds and I'm just thinking that.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. Here 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 don't damage this 11-year-old. <laughs> Have some fun. I
5: can't
2: see Voldemort using a an invisibility cloak. It seems like too much too passive of an artifact for him to use at any point. He's more much more you
5: know. Yeah, yeah. A physical, a physical being. Yeah,
4: sure.
5: It's too skulking, yeah. and
3: he, it's it's still it's it's too, it's too it's sort of gauche for him. It's sort of elementary magic. I feel like yeah. using using an item to throw over yourself. Right. Pff, he should be more powerful than that. You know, well, that, yeah. that is true. And think...
5: also, we have barely ever seen him do anything which would have required that kind of. I mean, he's he's no. completely behind the scenes pulling the strings, but we don't see him traipsing around London. You know. Right. So well, of course, if he had the invisibility cloak, that would be why. But
3: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, apparently at that time he was very he was very out there, mm-hmm. killing everybody, kind of thing. Not the way we've been seeing him so far. Right. He's been he's been very behind the scenes now. But when Harry was killed, he was just he was out there. You know. That's
1: true.
2: That's true. Are we are we reading this question properly? No, I mean, because it's if, a huge question. Uh, what if um, look, I mean, is she asking why? James gave Dumbledore something like that, that he didn't think he particularly needed. I mean, is that saying that is it possible that James knew that at some point they were going to be, you know, killed? Like he had some sort of prior knowledge and he wanted to give some things to Dumbledore for safekeeping.
5: Well, yeah. Although the question doesn't say, why did James give Dumbledore the cloak?
3: It doesn't.
4: It says, why did Dumbledore have the
5: cloak? Oh. At the time of his so, death. So
3: so if Dumbledore doesn't need a cloak to become invisible, then it's not to make him invisible. And I think we're sort of agreed that it had to be to make a person invisible.
5: I that makes yeah. sense to me.
3: So who else? So what if James didn't directly give
4: it to Dumbledore, yet this person took this this cloak, say they were there and used his cloak at the at the time of of their of the Potter's demise and that was that person was in fact Snape? Mm-hmm. And then well, Snape was the one that gave it to to Dumbledore. I, that theory was really, really pretty well, pretty, is a good theory. So, this yeah. is, this is a, another interesting thing that had me when I started thinking about this after I read it, is that why hasn't Snape taken away that cloak? He's known all along that Harry's had that, or after in, in, in three when he saw it, and then, because like in book four, he, mm-hmm. he says, oh, it's Potter on the steer that has, but why hasn't Snape taken away that cloak? If he knows that, that Harry's out, zipping around the castle at night. Why hasn't he demanded because that? Because Snape that...
5: is really a good guy.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: Or because he knows that Dumbledore wouldn't have it. Yeah,
5: yeah. Yeah, that's fact interesting. That Dumbledore gave it to Harry, and much as it irritates him, he knows that, that Dumbledore wants him to have that available.
4: But why? Mm. That's the key. Why does Dumbledore want him to have that then?
5: To annoy Snape.
2: Because Dumbledore's training Harry this whole time. What? What? everything everything's been about training Harry to be ready for the confrontation. you
3: say that with such annoyance, yeah, <laughs>
5: no, I'm saying it
3: as
2: in that's so obvious,
5: yeah, because oh, the rest no. of us have huh? not all cottoned on to it, apparently I
3: know, yeah sorry. I'm stink. slow
5: it's pretty much just me it has it right
2: well. pretty much
5: well, that's good to know John uh, um <laughs> yes, but you know he is right, i think I think John's absolutely right, I think that. To a large extent, Dumbledore, for better or for worse, or, or doing a good job of it or a bad job of it, depending on the circumstance or the time, I think a lot of it was Dumbledore trying to get Harry ready for the fate that he knew waited for him. And so, yeah, handing him the invisibility cloak would have been the first part of that. It is strange to me. Now, you mentioned the 11-year-old thing. Why then? Why did Dumbledore decide that the kid's 11 and now's the time? Why didn't he think, you know, we've got a couple of years yet. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll wait till Maybe he gets he a little just... more mature.
1: Well, he was I mean, just so was
3: excited the... to give him his first Christmas gift, and he'd been waiting yeah. forever <laughs> to give it to yeah, him, and dumb. finally he's at school.
2: I mean, if you, think, if you think about things you could give an 11-year-old, it's not a particularly dangerous object. It's an object that is going to give you lots of um, opportunities to make t- choices... Yeah, to nick food in the middle of the (laughs)
5: night.
2: Well, to nick food to do something bad, to do something for good. It's just really giving you a power and seeing how you are responsible with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it was something like, you know, a hand of glory or a bottle of Felix fleeces or something that Mm -hmm. could be dangerous, then I could see why you'd wait a few years. But it's just a little invisibility cloak.
3: Well, he probably also wanted to see what Harry would do with it. Yeah. How he would use this kind of power, you know?
5: We could move along then to talk about who exactly, because I, we've been saying that we believe that if he needed an yeah. invisibility cloak, it was probably for a person. Who would be that person? It's too late for James and Lily. Was he giving Sad. them for someone else? Who? Who were the well, big order players back then?
4: Well, Moody. Who has one? Moody has one. Mm
2: -hmm. Right.
4: Well, why wouldn't he give it to his best friends? Why wouldn't he give it to Lupin or Sirius?
5: Right. It's true. Right. Why Dumbledore? Why Dumbledore? Yeah. Yeah.
3: He wouldn't make Dumbledore a secret keeper, but he would give him the cloak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What did Dumbledore have to do? What was Dumbledore doing at that time to defeat Voldemort?
5: Yeah, that made it so he couldn't be the secret keeper for the Potters. Yeah, really.
3: Yeah, well, he offered to be, but it sounded like he had other stuff that he was doing to try and prevent all this, that would have necessitated that cloak.
5: Yeah, I. I oh.
3: Oh man, <laughs> that's I a know. good question, Melissa. I don't know. Oh, golly. <laughs> so, what, was was he searching out Horcruxes at this time?
5: No, I don't think so. Um, no. I don't think no, so either. I think The story, if you, I think if you read it through, he's he didn't really get the Horcrux thing clear in his. Uh, Dumbledore didn't until. You know, somewhere in Order of the Phoenix, I don't think.
3: Yeah, well, I think I, yeah, both. that
5: was when he kind of started to catch on to it.
3: Well, I thought I thought he knew. Well, no, he knew in Chamber because of the the book. Um, he
5: suspected.
3: He suspected, right? right. But that he was... probably suspected from the moment that Voldemort didn't die when blasted with a Vada Sure. You know, it's yeah. probably sort of where his whole. But the point is, what what was he doing? What was what was Dumbledore's? I'm assuming he was still head of the Order. What was his role?
5: Head of the order. Mm.
3: Well, yeah. What do you do? Do you, you know, you give orders? Make the
5: meetings. <laughs> you make set, the the uh, game plans. <laughs> yeah. Make copies.
3: Make
4: copies. Oh. Yeah. Figure out
5: who's bringing these refreshments. Well, staff I just every I,
4: Sunday. I just think it's interesting that Dumbledore can make himself invisible, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Have we heard of anybody else that any other wizard that can actually do that? I mean, right. we know that there's spells, but I mean,
5: well, and we've I don't got, think we've you got, can. Uh, Fred and George making invisibility hats that turn your head invisible, but Hermione did yeah. comment that that was very, uh, very, you know, kind of advanced, very clever magic that they did. So, I my guess from that would be to say that no, it's not a common thing for people to just go making themselves invisible and traipsing about their yeah. The countryside, you know, that way, I not think, think he meant can. that
2: that way. I think, I don't think he meant that. He meant that for real. I think he was saying that to be uh, whimsical, crazy Dumbledore, like kind of just like kind of like how uh, a, a ninja, for instance, can be like you know, quote invisible when they blend into the darkness and things like ninja that. Ninja like, Dumbledore, like, Batman. like but he's, <laughs> basically he's Batman.
3: <laughs> ninja pretty Dumbledore, we yeah. got. I can't wait for the avatar. He was Batman. Um, no, but I don't... I think he's being... <laughs> I, think, Batman. <laughs> I think he's being straight up. I'm sorry. He's still old yeah. when he first meets Harry. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's not any ninja. Mm.
5: He's
3: He can make himself... invisible. I mean, that, I think that means Voldemort can as well.
5: Wow. Mm. So, we're still stuck with the whole question, though. Of, uh, <laughs> who Who needed the cloak? Who, with Dumbledore, needed to have an invisibility cloak? And what did they need it for? What were they doing?
3: Well, I'm going to throw another wrench into it.
5: Okay. okay. Oh, Dumbledore
3: says to Harry before they go to the cave, I would like you to wear your cloak, please. Mm-hmm. And he waited until Harry, you know, he waited for Harry to put it on. Mm-hmm. And then he said, um, at, "At when they were at Madame Rose Murders, mm-hmm. Harry put on your invisibility cloak. Now, ostensibly, it's because he wanted to be hidden. But why would Harry have to put on his invisibility cloak before they even left Hogwarts grounds? Why would he have to do that in Hogsmead, he can certainly explain away Harry's appearance with him in Hogsmead.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, maybe there's spies and things. Yeah, maybe they but... don't know who's watching. They don't want to risk it.
3: So, what's out there? What is there? Something else out there that the invisibility cloak penetrates against? <sighs> Not penetrates, but shields.
1: Well, uh, yes, is,
4: uh, that's that's really interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. if like Voldemort is trying to track him, and he's out in the open, like when they're going to the cave. Maybe it's got some sort of like anti—I hate to use these phrases—but anti-tracking. You know how the owls can mm-hmm. find you, so maybe mm-hmm. this is another form of. Yeah. Maybe it closes your magic in around you, so that you're not yeah. you're not trackable. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, um, pl- like implausible at that point, right? Yeah. We Ooh, oh, have, we, point. have we ever spell, seen
5: yeah. the
2: Marauders map? Oh, okay. um, shows somebody under invisibility cloak. The Marauders mm, map does. Yes. Trackable.
3: Hmm. But you're not unplottable. but why is he so insistent on it? I don't so, think so, he
2: pl- knew. Plod, plod, plod,
3: I mean, where they were going, I don't think Harry specifically needed it where they were going. They were going to this deserted cave that they had to swim to get to. Who was he protecting him, Harry from being seen by?
2: I think it's just a fun thing to put into the story, because whenever Harry has that thing on, something cool is going to happen. <laughs>
3: but it's just like, it's a, but it's a very specific command. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Harry could have just had it in his pocket anyway, for storytelling purposes. It's a very specific command by Dumbledore. Put on your yeah. cloak.
5: But I think it's because he didn't want to be seen... Uh, Harry would be seen leaving the school with him on this adventure. Because this is yeah, very questions. much extracurricular, shall we say.
3: Yeah. yeah. But also it's it happens It's not on me. the
5: normal syllabus. It's
3: true, it's but true. he's Dumbledore. He could explain it away in a second. That's true. Or he could shield them.
5: Or he could... he could be like... Right. He could that's... be like... Uh,
2: memory charm-us. You know? What's so that memory... What's so that kind can... of... Obliviate.
5: But on the other hand, just what we're saying right now is uh, is, is suggestive anyway of the fact that Dumbledore, whether he, he can make himself invisible, cannot make somebody else invisible. Otherwise, why would he have Harry walking around with that cloak whenever he was with him? So there is that. Right.
3: There's that. Right. So maybe they are both invisible. But then again, there's no point at which Dumbledore is necessarily invisible. They go right. out by brooms. They're at murders. He identifies himself to his murder. And then the only people who see them in the cave is the inferi. So. hmm. You know, yeah. what is he protecting against?
2: I can't imagine he can turn invisible on his own. That seems like too much power to give any particular wizard.
4: Yeah, but Dumbledore is the most powerful wizard of his entire generation. I mean,
3: he's like one of the most ever. So he but must. We've never even heard of
2: the ability, though, like in a book or, or anything.
3: We have. And when Dumbledore says, I can make myself invisible, oh, without that's
2: know, know. that's just the whole, that's the only proof that we have. So,
3: you're going to not believe him?
2: Yes, I'm going to think he's just saying it <laughs> out of his butt just because he's trying to
5: impress Harry.
3: I think <laughs> <laughs> there are many ways to impress Harry when, yeah, you're, look when at he's my 11. Skills.
5: <laughs> Dumbledore's look how he impressed
3: Tom by turning a, turning a wardrobe into a big ball of fire. Well, it's just that he doesn't,
2: you know... It's just an example of him not wanting to get into details at, at that age with him. And he's going to be like, oh, I can be invisible. And Well, there must be awesome. some extra... Maybe he's an so He can turn into a bumblebee. That's why he's invisible. That's not invisible. But you can't see him. Yeah.
4: You can hear him probably. Well, he there must be his... some extra magic, some extra deep hidden magic in these cloaks. Because it did, mm-hmm. they don't seem to be very popular, you know. I mean, very numerous. Right. And, and, and there just must be something because I just...
3: Well, according to the Harry Potter lexicon... Your number one stop for Harry Potter information. (laughs) The Demiguise is a peaceful, herbivorous creature that can make itself invisible. (laughs) So if the Demiguise can make itself invisible, I don't think it's that big of a stretch. The Dumbledore is a
2: darn Demiguise. Well, listen
3: to me. It resembles an ape with large black eyes and long silky hair. This hair can be woven into invisibility cloaks, cloaks and it is native to the Far East. I'm saying that silver yeah. has something to do with it because there, I mean,
4: we're talking about, you know, Ollivander's eyes, silvery eyes. There's uh, Dumbledore's
3: beard.
1: You're saying There's silver the, because the unicorn what about is silver? Oh, has map silvery of the hair. I'm silvery
3: I'm
4: silvery
1: right. sheen. But Sil- this
3: guys doesn't say silvery. It just says silky well
4: my oh, book says silky. long fine silky i'm looking at the book it says the whole body is covered with long fine silky silvery hair end
2: quote my my, my book says that the, that the that the the guys <laughs> likes to dress in purple robes
3: john <laughs> okay. anyway so the demigods, so what do we think this has to do i mean Sue, can you read the description from the book uh, well it says that the demigods is found in the far east though
4: only with great difficulty for this beast is able to make itself invisible when threatened and can only be seen by wizards skilled in its capture. The demigod is a peaceful herbivorous. I don't know how to say the word beast. Something like a graceful ape in appearance with large black doleful eyes more often than not hidden by its hair. The whole body mm. is covered with long, fine silky silvery hair. I mean, guys, pelts are highly valued as the hair may be spun into visibility cloaks.
5: All of that's fine. It still comes back to a simple question of why did Dumbledore have that cloak? Why didn't James have that cloak? And if Dumbledore had it, was it because he needed it? Or did James just give it to him possibly to hand over to the order? Just say, you know, somebody can probably find a use for this at some point. You know, the fact that she says it's a crucial question Mm-hmm. Suggests to me that there is some very important reason, and then I go—you know—the whole th- theory of Snape being under that cloak at Godric's Hollow—it doesn't—it mm-hmm. isn't complete. It isn't perfect. There's there's holes in that theory. I know that, and yeah. but I still I think there's something like that. Some somebody had that cloak, and you know, didn't have to be Dumbledore. So it had to be somebody else.
2: Yeah.
5: Could've been a worm tail.
3: Well, that's that's assuming the cloak had to be at Godric's Hollow didn't have to be there
5: no it didn't it just it just right. follows it just I makes it logic sense wormtail, it does
3: it does it yeah. does make a lot of but it might be something that we can't yeah. possibly guess at you know well yeah. if either board.
5: snape or wormtail accompanied voldemort i think it's perfectly logical that either one of them would have been under an invisibility cloak
3: right yeah but wormtail but where wouldn't would they have, have it?
5: Gotten yeah. it? well because you know james is handing it around because he thinks these people are his friends
2: have borrowed
3: Mad Eyes, but he left it with Dumbledore.
5: But he left it with Dumbledore. No,
3: no. We, it ultimately Dumbledore ended up with Dumbledore. Had
5: the cloak, he didn't necessarily get no. it, have it left to him intentionally. What Dumbledore, by Dumbledore James. said, Stole "Dumbledore it.
3: said, that your father left this in my possession before he died." That's the exact quote.
5: So we are assuming that it was an intentional leaving.
3: I would. I mean, I can't see another way to read that.
1: Hmm. Unless
3: I mean, it could have been an accidental leaving, Mm -hmm. but he did. James left it to Dumbledore. But he didn't leave it to Peter. He didn't, you know. Yeah,
2: but and then maybe it's
3: just semantics because though doesn't she say
4: in my possession before he died? And then on the website she wrote at the time of James's death. Maybe that's just splitting hairs, so Mm -hmm. to speak. But
1: Mm -hmm. it could have
3: just been a a matter of a day, though. You know what I mean? It had to have been before his death. But it could have been so close to his death that, but but he still did leave it to Dumbledore, give it to Dumbledore, oh. or or Dumbledore had it for some reason. But you know, you know, it's, it's still, it still it, it rules out the idea that James gave it to Peter,
4: say, yes. you know, or Sirius or Lupin, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. still um, that surprises me mm-hmm. a lot. Um, hmm.
1: Oh.
4: So well, it must be something time. about that cloak that makes it... Th- okay. must be something about well, that cloak that makes it important for Harry to have that cloak. I'm lost, guys. Oh, I know. Me too. <laughs> Do we answer any <laughs> questions for anybody? <laughs> Anyone clearer?
2: <laughs> uh, I'm
3: not. Uh, my head is all... Cause, like yours is all...
2: I think it'll come down to the conundrums conclusion poll on podcast.com
3: oh yeah that's yes. the, joe's gonna read that and go you know i'll just change my whole book <laughs> clearly much. the conundrums
5: well you know you actually know. does anybody got her number let's call her and ask her she said we're supposed to although it's kind yeah, of late there 42. now isn't it
3: <laughs> she's always up for us but,
5: yeah <laughs> you know i on one of these well, John, conundrums, we should just wanted. do that
3: oh yeah sure <laughs> wake her up at three o'clock in the morning check. Excuse me, Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she'll find that real amusing.
5: Uh-huh.
3: Okay, so.
5: Are we going to wrap guys, this up and actually try to come up with something co- coherent I, out of this?
3: I, I think it's time. Okay.
5: okay. Melissa, you said that your head hurts. Do you want to go first?
3: Thanks a lot. Okay. Mm. So, um, what do I think? Uh, if forced to choose right now, I will say that it had to do with whatever Dumbledore was working on to stop Voldemort. And that's why James specifically... Gave it to him because there's some sort of special power in the invisibility cloak that we don't know about yet. Yeah.
2: Mm. So,
3: so yeah, there's my totally wrong
2: okay. wrap up. Okay. I think that the word "left in possession" refers to James Potter's uh, last uh, will and testament, and that he willed the invisibility cloak. To go to a Dumbledore, as it would be of the most use to the Order in Dumbledore's possession, and possibly to use at his discretion to give to uh, Harry at a time that he is old enough to make use of it.
5: All right. Well, somehow someone was wearing that cloak in Godric's Hollow, whether it was Peter Pettigrew, whether it was uh, um, <coughs> uh, Snape and I got no no logical reason for how he ended up with it but and I think that when when afterwards uh that was retrieved uh and and Dumbledore is saying uh James left it in my possession, and I don't think he means that quite literal i mean it means that it went from James's possession to me, and so I guess it doesn't feel like I've got a good solid handle on it but i <laughs> I feel like this suddenly has become an important thing and I think that means it's got to connect up to one of these big, huge mysteries, and there, there's Godric's Hollow for you. Yeah,
4: I think there's so much. I agree with what you said, Steve, so much. But I just, I have to go back to what Melissa was saying. I just think that there's actually some inherent extra magic in that cloak that that is useful against Voldemort. And that's why James had it, it was then they, the order was it was effective before. And that was that is the primary reason that Harry had to have that, because that was going to ultimately has been helping protect him in some sense this whole time. And I still think that there's it's going to be useful in, in helping him still against Voldemort. There has there's a connection to Voldemort in that cloak somehow. That's what I think.
5: Well, that's that's canon conundrums for this time around, and uh, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I still feel fairly conundrumed about that one. Um, we're going we're gonna to stick with the whole big old mysteries theme here, and we're going to go with uh, Godric's Hollow again, but we're going to try to answer a question, which I don't know if there's an answer for, which is if, if this was under the Fidelius charm, and the only way you can find it is if Peter Pettigrew tells you, how did anybody go find Baby Harry? That's a pretty good question. So uh, next time around, we're going to tackle good old Godric's Hollow again. So we'll uh, we'll talk to you then.
3: All right. So that was a hard, that was a hard kind of conundrums, guys.
2: That was harder than I thought it was going to be. I can't believe how hard that was. It
3: even was. Steve said after, yeah. Even Steve said afterwards, he's like, "Wow, I, wow, that was hard." You know, I actually
4: after we got done taping, I actually sat there and thought about it for a long time, and I still couldn't make up my mind. I mean, after I made my you know, my opinion, I still thought, and I, like, kept second-guessing myself after we got done taping, because I thought, no, wait, what about this? And I thought, oh, no, this is not good.
3: It's <laughs> infuriating. She has left us in a state of total frustration for seven years, mm-hmm. or ten years, yeah. however long it's been. And it's just, yeah. it's amazing. It's
2: been fun, though.
3: Oh, it's been so much fun. Don't think it's, it's been, it's like, it's the end. No, it's not torture. It's just amazing that she's able to it do is. this. To people, yeah. you know what I mean? Just leave them like over over plot points. All this well, that's power. what's so
4: good about her. She's just so amazing. I mean, when you think, you think, okay, I've got this pegged.
2: <laughs> she
1: humbles the skins. <laughs> yeah, <us again>. yeah. <laughs> totally.
3: <laughs> hey, yeah. so guys, next week we're all gonna be in California.
2: Yay! Yeah, awesome.
3: Oh my, so much good stuff happening out there. If you haven't seen it on Podcast.com, you should know. If you go to if you are near Ontario, California, on Friday, September 29th at 1.30 p.m., we, three, have been invited to take part in iProng's live show on the floor of the Podcast Expo that we're going oh. out to in California. Now, you can go... You have to register. It's free, but you've got to register. Otherwise, you'll be charging five dollars at the door. So, if you want to come, mm-hmm. go to podcast.com. There are links there. Or go to portablemediaexpo.com and register. And... the the, I think booth 604 at 1.30 on Friday and the Muggle Boys will be there heckling us and we'll be <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> doing this live show it should be it sh- they're going to give out like iPod accessory giveaways and cases and stuff like that that's awesome yeah it's Ooh. exciting like a, that would be neat like a real podcast guys cool. a real one <laughs> well, well. <laughs> a real podcast about iPods <laughs> or it's it's really yeah. technology based but there's a lot of iPod talk Really, actually, it's oh, quite good.
2: good. I have a like a third-generation iPod. I don't know what you call that. Old. It's like That's a what you call it? 500 megabytes. Yeah. <laughs> iPod.
3: 500 megabytes. Awesome. It's like three kilobytes. Yeah. You Pretty
4: need much. one of
2: those
3: shuffles. you be you'll be doing better.
2: Oh, those are Aren't slick.
1: they
3: cool? They
4: look like a belt buckle. They're so small, you got to break them.
2: Nah. I don't know.
4: What the hell? I, well, I had so much fun. When we were in New York, I went with Melissa when were, we were walking one night and we were with Andrew and we went to the Apple store, oh, which yeah. I still think was the coolest thing. And, and I had never, never been in one belt. of these places before. It was so much fun. I was like, just like a little kid in a candy store, just looking at it all drooling over all these the, amazing bipod things. The big one, the
3: new one the, one, the one that looks like an igloo on Fifth Avenue it's amazing it's underground yeah. it's, it's the coolest place yeah. you'll ever be in and what's great about that that apple store is that it's made that little square like a nighttime hangout because it's open 24 hours mm-hmm. so there's like ice cream trucks and there's mm-hmm. chairs and there's like a pond and you go and you sit outside oh it's so oh it
2: was awesome that place was just fantastic I would have went, but you totally ditched me that night. I had news to post. I had to post the news. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're busy. Yeah. Joe. That's exactly how it goes. I get it. (laughs) Pretty much. You hear that, everybody. I hope you like that news because it's coming at a price.
3: Oh, John. I did. Me and Andrew were like, post the news. Gotta post the news. Post the news. Yeah.
2: Oh, I forgot you and Andrew needed to go off on your own.
3: Yeah. And then we had a wonderful night. Yeah. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait for mm-hmm. California. I can't wait to see you guys again. I can't wait for next week's filk cast.
2: Yeah, man. It's gonna yeah. be awesome.
4: Oh, Those filks, I, I better get them in. Are you
2: guys doing any filks?
4: No, I, I, I don't. I don't have one. No one's. I, I didn't have. I haven't been time to write it or inspired. I think there's a few stray
2: just, filks in the lounge right now that haven't been recorded yet.
3: That's right. There is. There is a a, a thread, a discussion thread, hmm. that if you want to sing a filk, but you. But you, or if you've written a filk that you'd like to get sung, or if you've sung a filk that you would like to get written, or you want to sing something and you want it written, they help each other out.
2: Uh-huh. They're, they're all, everybody's real and nice. I love our, I love our lounge. I will tell you exactly how to do I stuff. Love I love it. Yeah. It's a good lounge. <laughs> Thanks, You're looking dog. for a lounge. That's where mm-hmm. it's... You
4: know, we have a really cool website, I gotta say, and Melissa, there was something really cool that was
3: debuted this <gasps> week. Too. We didn't talk about this in the, in the beginning. No. How could we not? Oh my god. What? We just unveiled our video gallery.
2: Oh, the video galleries. Yeah, check them out, guys.
3: <sighs>
2: video galleries. It's just like the Potter word. YouTube, sort of.
3: It is. It's PotterTube.
2: But we didn't take anything <laughs> from them. <Tube. laughs>
3: No. We wrote all our own code. Didn't.
2: Or Alex wrote all his own code.
3: I mean, Alex coded this thing from—he's 16 years old. Yeah, amazing. You know what I was doing 16, when I was 16? He just turned 16 years old. I wasn't
2: able to program what? things, certainly. No, getting a car yeah, accident. It
1: wasn't,
3: I could—I couldn't write when I was 16. Yeah. You know, I couldn't manage things when I was 16. No, he, he he created this not only from scratch, but in the most up-to-date programming language there is yes. out there. It's called Ruby on Rails, and it's. It's unbelievable. This is the guy who crashed our site. Like, yeah, <laughs> I love it. There's
1: but we forgive thumbnail. him when he does this <laughs> stuff,
3: right? Yeah, <laughs> right.
2: Love
3: I'm just so proud of him. I can't even say. But again, but like, like he's not the only. Pr- I mean, he coded everything. But a, an army, not even a small army, an army. Of well, you saw how many interested. videos are
2: in there. Somebody had to go in for every one of those videos and find them, look for the best copies, write descriptions, write down all bunch of other information on them, enter it all into the database. Yes. It's this a lot of work for every single video.
3: Yeah. And that's why it's not done on the cat on the video, it's on the video. One day. Yeah. <laughs> One day when we've got oh nothing else amazing. to do. A <laughs> bigger yeah. army.
2: We need to get a bigger <laughs> yeah. army.
3: Um so yeah. yeah, those are those are amazing and I've been wasting too much time just sitting in front of them and staring. Bad. And what I love is you yeah. can just watch it on your screen. I hate downloading a million copies of different files that I really don't want to watch, and then I open them on my computer and they don't work and you know yeah you just press play boom it's well, there well
2: there's some really cool videos in there uh particularly when saturday night live sketches uh make fun of harry potter
3: yeah that's a one of yeah
4: I that one's funny from. yeah i,
2: I think every, not, everybody should look those up okay
3: let's okay. look that one up for that you don't want to bring too much attention to that one yeah, yeah. but there's well, a lot we of yes we can have, Steph have Steph picks. Picks. i'm trying to make the saturday night live people not be alerted oh yes <laughs> we have yeah. lauren michaels
2: yeah it is huge pottercast fan.
3: Well they've done this stuff before Saturday Night Live,
4: so yeah.
2: oh. But
4: regardless, it's really, really uh, just amazing. I mean there's so many cool videos and you just This website yeah, just th- constantly yeah.
3: And I feel and I feel very free saying how amazing it is because I had absolutely nothing <laughs> yeah. to do about it without being arrogant because I did nothing. And it's um it's oh god, it's so great. I just love
2: it. So yeah, go check yeah. it out, leave some comments and there's uh, a nice comment section on there too. You can talk about the videos you like, and
3: you can share it. You can link the
2: videos to each stuff. other. It's it's wonderful. slash video gallery,
3: or leakynews.com/video gallery,
2: or, or video.leakynews.com.
3: <laughs> uh, soon. But
2: you probably have not set that up yet. Though. No, we
3: haven't set that up yet, but we will. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey guys, do you know what I did tonight? Yeah. No.
2: no. Something
3: that I haven't done in a very long time. You had dinner. Not that. I recorded the Fitting It In. Oh, Fitting It In.
2: That show that you do. Yeah.
3: That show that I do, it's back. I wanted to tell people because so many people came up to me at Potter events asking about it that I wanted to let you know that Fitting It In is back. It's my health podcast. It's at fittingitin.com fitting it in dot com. I gotta say that clearly because it's a tongue twister have and you done your food journal
2: lately oh, I
3: ha- I have in the past week and I'm gonna be doing it more and more and more and good I stuff. will be doing it while we're all and away And you're gonna
2: have to put in a lot of Chipotle burritos these, in that diet you know. because there's quite a few of them out here
3: Oh, so, oh. <laughs> John you are in taking me this ergers. time We yeah. could go to them but I'll go to I'm gonna refrain I'll, I'll go to a nearby salad place while you do your Chipotle okay because
4: I have never been Las and Las I didn't Vegas. get to go with John in Las Vegas so let's see when I have a date at
2: Chipotle
3: I can't believe you guys did not go to a Chipotle. I heard about that.
2: <sighs> I know. We kept talking about it. And then, like, I didn't even get to say goodbye to Sue last time because we were all trying to find Joe at the stage door. And Joe's like, I ain't talking to you clowns. I'm going underneath the street to the NBC studio. So we yeah. didn't get to see her. But Sue's at the know. other side of the, of the building. And then I got separated from everybody. Uh, me and Micah were walking around. And uh forget yeah. who else, Kevin and other people. You guys all deserted me.
4: Well, I won't desert you unless in Los Angeles, I promise, John. So Good, because I'll go? get
2: lost. I've never been here before. Been in New York a few times, but I'll get lost out here.
3: But we're going to have... Oh, my God. Do you, you know how, how, how busy our schedule is? People just are, are, are emailing us and saying, "Do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that?" I'm like, what? Oh, "Okay." So, so we're going to Disney. We're going to Universal. We're going to the WB Studio Lot tour. We're going. Prices uh, right,
1: come Price on is down, right. Pottercast. <laughs> prices
3: right, we it's got awesome. the, We got a, a mail from somebody today who sent us tickets to the Prices Right. There's always
2: time for prices right. <laughs> Because you a new car. Because they wanted
3: to Price see Sue squeeing right. from contestant oh, row. But I we don't have do time. It. There's It'll no. There's not one day where we have Sue, time. Sue would be go hilarious
2: on Price is Right. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine Bob Barker would have to turn down his hearing aid from all the squeeing.
3: <laughs> oh Sue, so you'd be the perfect contestant. It would. I could just see you jumping up and down. Oh yeah. my I god! I
1: killed Bob Barker. Oh my god! This great. Oh.
3: So <laughs> <laughs> that long bike. He's gonna like hold it.
2: Oh, feet away about from the him? end of the yeah. show, is
1: it?
2: Oh, Sue. Yeah. <sighs> well, good stuff. We got next week, uh, the Broadway Philcast, no regular segments. We'll talk about them a little bit. Probably all be in the same room.
3: We will, we will do a little bit of talk, us, us people. It's good
2: stuff. Those are always the best ones. Be awesome. All right. Go post on us in your blogs and win some free things.
3: And I ha-
2: write a Broadway musical and in a life size dobby. Yeah.
3: yeah, you write a Broadway musical, we'll get you a life size. Well, that gets produced, and we'll get you a life size dobby.
2: Let us know an opening night is, and then we'll bring the life size dobby into the audience with us and <laughs> give it to you after the show at the stage door.
4: Yeah, we well, all need his own seat. Then you know you realize, of
2: course, he, he would. We are, we'll buy him his own ticket. What the hell? <laughs> that would be awesome,
3: <laughs> but I, I do I do think I do think that uh, if you haven't blogged about us already, it's been an
2: hour, Slackers, people. Slackers,
4: get going, get cracking, let's go.
2: <laughs> Our live podcast. Get
3: it going, because I'm looking right now. I'm gonna look to live podcast blogs. or While,
2: you, while, while you're at it, yeah. go ahead and go to horrorcreed.com. Okay, okay. we got
3: podcast. Nobody's Bye, done everyone. it yet. What
2: is this CD. about? newly acquired horcreen.com alright let's get out of there this is boring
6: I can let's leave (laughs) see you guys bye we've missed it Bobby is free
5: I confess myself disappointed now if you don't mind I'm going to bed great Scott no wonder look at the time we've been here nearly four hours spooky how the time flies when one's having fun
1: (laughs)
2: What um, if the cloak this whole time necessary. has been like the carpet from Aladdin and has this personality <laughs> that we didn't know about? <laughs> oh, we got a like, Disney film. Uh, <laughs> oh, and listens to Dumbledore.
5: Oh, that's oh, possible. Oh, dear. So he's been talking to it and... Yes. Yeah. Okay. I see. Uh, All pretty right.
2: much. And the, the carpet and, and the owl are good friends and, and have yeah. They and they out. do a
5: little song and dance number, kind of to take us between the first <laughs> sections of yes. Act One. Yeah, okay, that's good. And they give high fives mm-hmm.
2: and all that.